Um, we're wrapping up this morning this teaching series, The Jesus View, looking at how Jesus looks at things. Because as his followers, disciples, we want to see things as he does, think about things the way he does. And last Sunday, we talked about how Jesus sees the world, the people in it, those who are not his followers, and he has compassion for them, realizes they don't have a shepherd that's guiding them to the peace of life and to the peace with God. Instead, the liar is bringing different people into their lives to mess them up spiritually, even if they don't know it. And that's their condition, and, 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 he, and he has compassion on them when he sees that. This morning, I want us to talk about how he wants us to interact with them. What does Jesus want from me and from you? How does he want us to relate to, live among, interact with people who are not followers of Christ? Um, and we know there are people who follow out, out there in the, in the culture who are, who are kind and, and, and respectful of us, and there are people who are not. It's, it's all of that. So how does Jesus want us in both of those situations just to interact with people? How does he want us to deal with them as his followers? So I want to look at what he says about that to help us understand how we go forward in life. And um, some of you probably have seen the story, uh, Chris Pratt, the actor who's pretty popular right now, uh, Jurassic World, The Avengers, and so on. About three weeks ago was on uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And uh, during the interview, he started talking about how he had recently finished a 21-day fast called the Daniel Fast. This is a a biblically-based fast that was very popular three or four years ago uh, based on Daniel in the Old Testament and how he did not eat meat and stuff. He ate vegetables and fruit mostly. And so this fast, that's what it consists of. And he was talking about how he had done that for, for three weeks and what a blessing it was. And the reason he did it was he's a religious guy. He, he's, he attends a, a large church in Los Angeles that, uh, that does hold a, a, a biblical view on sexuality and all the issues related to that. And so after his appearance, and they didn't talk about any of that stuff, all they talked about, you know, religious-wise was he goes to that church and the difference it's made in his life and how the church helped him when he went through a divorce, how they loved him through that and this fast and, and, and the impact and how the pastor motivates him and so on. But the following day on Twitter, he was attacked pretty strongly by uh, another, uh, well, an actress who's, who's not quite as popular as he is, but she's still pretty popular uh, by an actress who really criticized him for going to any church that would hold to a biblical view of sexuality. And the reason she did that is because about four years ago she came out as gay. And in her way of thinking, anybody who's associated with any church that believes what Scripture says about these issues has a problem. And, and I don't want to go into detail of all the things she said, but the point is there, there are parts of our culture and there are people in our culture, and some of you know people like this, that if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, okay, and you're real and you believe Scripture, you believe the traditional Christian teaching, you hold to those values, there's just parts of our culture and people in it who are not going to like that, like you. And some of them are going to be very critical. That's true, right? We, 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 we see it all the time, and it's, it's becoming more and more uh, the case. Now, that's not everybody. But it is a lot of people. And so here you are. You're a follower of Jesus. You're in this world. You're doing your thing. And uh, you're going to have all those reactions. So what are you to do? How are you to respond? I mean, think about where you're going to be uh, 24 hours from now. Okay? Where will you be at this time tomorrow? And who, who will you be with? What is, what is your mission? What is your purpose in that place tomorrow? 
as a follower of Christ, is it more than just to be there and do your job? Or is there, is there more to your reason for being in that place? And, and if you're surrounded tomorrow and other times this coming week by a lot of people who don't follow Christ, and even some maybe who are hostile or have misconceptions and don't understand, what do you do? How do you deal with that? And so I want us to, to talk about that this morning. And I invite you to open your Bible with me to the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke in your New Testament, chapter 10. And uh, this morning we're going to look at several passages. Here's, I, I want to do a little differently this morning. I want to do more teaching, okay, just Bible teaching. And, and the reason is I want you to hear Jesus speak. Okay? On this subject of how you and I as his followers are to interact with people in this culture, I want us to hear what Jesus actually says. And there's going to be some redundancy, which is good, because sometimes Jesus has to break through our stubbornness. Okay, He has to break through all these preconceived ideas we have. And so I, I want you to hear Jesus Christ, his own words, speaking about how we're to relate to the people in this world. And, and, and before we get to that, let me just, I want, I want to talk about, just real quickly, share with you three, um, three things Jesus does not want us to do. As we interact with this world, as we relate to people, as we engage, here's three things Jesus does not want us to do. Okay, you ready? You may want to jot these down. Number one, Jesus does not want us to retreat to withdraw, to hide, to become intimidated or embarrassed or ashamed. And so we just pull back and, and we, we, we surround ourselves with some kind of protective wall so that nobody knows who we really are. Jesus says, don't do that. Don't retreat. Don't go and hide. Secondly, Jesus says, don't compromise. Don't, don't compromise. Don't don't fit in to get along. Don't, don't go along to fit, whatever you want to say. Don't give in and, and, and believe like they want you to do everything they want you to to get along, to fit in. Don't, don't compromise who you are. Don't compromise the truth. Don't compromise your values. Don't, don't agree just to get along. Don't deny the Scripture just to kind of fit in. Don't, don't compromise. And the third thing Jesus says don't do is this. Don't get mad. Don't, don't become one of these angry church people, one of these angry Christians who's mad at the world and mad at everybody in it because this world's a messed up place. You do know the world's always been a messed up place, right? I mean, sometimes when I look at what people who, who are followers of Jesus put on Facebook and Twitter, I just hang my head in shame and say, what is wrong with you? Because it looks like you're mad at the world and hate everybody in it. Stop that. Jesus said the world would know we are his disciples by our anger. What did he say? The world will know we're his disciples by our what? All right. So, so don't retreat and hide. Don't compromise and just go alone to get along. And don't, don't be angry, mad all the time. So what do we do? How, how are we supposed to 
How are we supposed to interact with the people in this world? What did Jesus say? Well, are you ready to look at what Jesus said? Are you ready, church? Are you, you got your Bible? Are you ready to look at what Jesus said? Okay. Luke chapter 10. We're going to start here. In verse 1, he has a larger number of disciples, 70 of them, and he divides them into teams of two, and he sends them to very specific city, cities and villages to prepare the way for his coming to, to get things ready and to tell the people about him. And then in verse 2, kind of summarizing the culture, he says the harvest is plentiful. There's a lot of people out there. In fact, despite what some people think, there's a lot of people out there who want to know the truth, who want to know Jesus Christ, who want to know there's a God, who want peace, who want life. The problem is there's just not enough of us going out into the harvest and doing anything about it. And so he says we need to pray that more of us will get out there and help the harvest be harvested. But we have to do it the right way. So verse 3, he says, go. Behold, I send you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. He says, you've got to engage. See, you can't go if you're hiding. You've got to engage with people. You have to engage with people who are different than you. Mm -hmm. Engage with people who don't agree with you. you got to go. And then he says, I send you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. And I'm really struck by the contrast of those words. Jesus knew that when he said go, when he sent us out as his followers, when he told us to go and engage with lostness, that there were wolves out there who want to destroy and hurt and mess you up. Jesus knew that when he was sending us out, there were people, there were, there were wolves who, who wouldn't want you, wouldn't like you, that, that, you know, it, it, but, he, but, he, but he sent us anyway. Now the good news is not everybody out there in our culture is a wolf. But sometimes because we see a few wolves, we think everybody's a wolf. And they're not. But Jesus said, it doesn't matter because here's what I want you to do. He said, as you go out into this world, as you engage, even out there among the wolves, I want you to do so as a lamb. Now, what's the difference between a wolf and a lamb? Uh -huh. Which one do you want to pet? You think of a wolf, you know, of, of a lamb rather, these lambs is, you know, cuddly and cute. Do you think as an accident Jesus chose this analogy? He's the shepherd. We're his sheep. He leads us, and where he leads us is into this world to be his servants, his witness. And so he said, be like a lamb, kind and gentle and And get out there, even where there are there are uh, wolves. And then he said in verse four, "Don't take stuff with you, and don't greet anyone." Think of this as a th these seventy disciples being sent on a short-term mission trip, and they were to go to this particular place and do this particular thing. And what he's saying is, don't get distracted along the way, because have you noticed how we get so distracted by 
many things we never get around to doing the most important thing we're supposed to do is Jesus lives. We get so distracted by all that life has that we end up not going to anyone, not engaging with anyone because we're just distracted by this and by that. He said, don't let that happen to you. And then he, then, then he, he goes on to say in verse 5, you know, be a person of peace. Bring peace to that house. That, that fits with us being lambs. That Jesus wants us to be people of peace. Get that image in your mind. That, that, he, that he wants us to be out there as people who are positive. Lambs who are positive and, and bring peace and kindness. And then he, then, he, then he goes on to say in, uh, in uh, verse 6, if you do that, you know what's going to happen? Along the way, you're going to find some people of peace. If you're that kind of servant, that kind of Jesus follower, that kind of lamb, and you get out there and engage with the world, he said, along the way, yeah, there are some wolves, but you're going to find some people of peace, men and women of peace, who want to know peace with God, who want to have peace within themselves, who want that relationship with Christ, who are looking for truth, who are looking for all of this stuff that we already have. They are there. But you see, if we retreat and hide and don't go, we'll never find them. And, and if, if we're always compromising and to get along and go along and denying who we are and denying Scripture and denying our faith and denying our beliefs, We've got nothing to say if we ever show up. And if we're mad all the time, we're just throwing anger bombs out there. But why would they want to hear anything we have to say? He goes on in the next several verses to talk about how some will believe and some won't. Because the truth is, people will choose how they're going to respond to Jesus Christ, how they, how they respond to the gospel. And then it's interesting in verse 16, look at verse 16, he says, The one who listens to you listens to me, and the one who rejects you rejects me, and he who rejects me rejects the one who sent me, the Father in heaven. Jesus said, don't make it all about yourself. Make it more about him. Because in the end, if someone believes, it's not you they're believing in, it's him. In the end, if someone rejects, it's not you they're rejecting, it's him. Now, if, if, if they reject because you just are mean and treat them bad, well, that's on you and you deserve that. But if they reject because they just don't want to surrender to Jesus because they just, for whatever reason, choose not to believe and you're praying for them and you're loving them and you're kind to them, well, that's on them. So make sure if they say no, it's, it's, they're saying no to Jesus. They're not saying no to you because you're a hypocrite who's always compromising to get along. Make sure they're saying no to Jesus. They're not saying no to you because you're always throwing those anger bombs at them. You get what I'm saying, church? Okay. And then it's interesting. They go out 
they, they go to these, these assigned cities and villages, prepare the way for Jesus. And then in verse 17, the 70 come back with what? Joy. They came back happy. Nothing makes a follower of Jesus happier than seeing God work in somebody's life. And so when you go out there as this lamb, a lamb of peace, and you find people of peace, and God works, and you see lives change, guess what? You get excited. It gives you joy and happiness in life. And the reason so many of us who are followers of Christ walk around with a frown and unhappy is because we're never out there in this culture engaging as the peace of God so that it can that it can touch people and change them and we never see God do anything great because we don't go or if we do go we don't go the right way you see God change a life man that that pumps you up and um, and then Jesus summarizes everything in verse 18 by saying after they they came back with all that excitement telling him what had happened and in verse 18 Jesus said to them I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Jesus said, guys, what you're just now starting to understand is that Satan has already lost. Okay? It may look like he's winning this quarter, but at the end, he's going to have the lower number on the scoreboard. He loses. So why do you want to hide? You're on the winning team. Why do you want to compromise and, and give in and fit in to be on the losing team? And why are you mad? You're on the winning team. So tomorrow and this coming week when you're out there, and there's people and some of them are kind and some of them don't like you being a Jesus follower. How, how do you interact? How, how does Jesus see it? How, how does he want us to do We're lambs out there among the wolves. Now let me help you see it just a little bit more clearly. Look at chapter 6 in Luke, okay? I'm going to keep you in Luke's gospel. Luke chapter 6, as we continue our Bible study, verses 22 and following. He said, Blessed are you when men hate you, criticize you, or ostracize you, rather insult you, scorn Scorn your name as evil for the sake of the Son of Man. Now, like I said a moment ago, if they get mad at you because you're a jerk, that's on you. But if they don't like it just because you're actually a kind, gentle lamb of Jesus, that's, hey, that's on them. He says, blessed are you because, in verse 23, he says, be glad because, guess what? You've got a big old reward waiting for you in heaven. You do understand there are rewards for saints in heaven, don't you? Besides just being there. And he says, after all, at the end of verse 23, that's what their ancestors did to the prophets. So he says, when you're out there as my lamb, being gentle and kind and loving, but you're out there as my lamb, following me and not compromising who you are, you're my lamb, okay, and you've got my message and you're doing it the right way and you're engaging with people the right way. He said, listen, when they, those that don't like it and bother you, listen, you're in good company because you're, you're, you're like Elijah and Jeremiah and Isaiah and Amos and Moses and all those great prophets. That's pretty good company to be in. And that's the company you're in. So be okay with it. Drop down to verses 27 and 28. He said, I, I, I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. So how do we engage with people, even the ones who are 
who, who are harsh. Well, we love them. We pray for them. We bless them. We do good. That's the reason this insert's in your bulletin. One of the ways you can bless our community and the people in it over the next few weeks is by participating in some of these different uh, activities, projects, opportunities to get and engage with people and love them and serve them and bless them. And while you're there, you'll have the opportunity to talk to some people. So go ahead and look at that and sign up for some of that and get out there in this community and do something good. Pray for people. Pray for people. Look at verse 31. It summarizes it. Treat other people the way you want them to treat you. Can I, can I just tell you what Jesus is saying in chapter 10 and chapter 6? Just put all this together in one statement. Just put it all together for you. Here's what Jesus is really saying. You ready? Don't treat other people. Don't treat lost people. Don't treat hostile people. Don't treat the culture. Don't treat people out there on the basis of how they treat you. Treat them like you're a follower of Jesus. How you treat the people in this world is not determined by how they treat you. Now, the next time you're tempted to put some political thing out on Facebook, don't. Because as lambs, we're taking the message of Christ. And there's not a political party in this country that has the message of Christ. More of you should have clapped on that. And if you don't believe that, just look at the world. Don't be duped. All right. I've chased that rabbit. We've cooked him, and let me get back to Scripture. Look at this verse on the screen from the book of Colossians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Jesus says, this is how I want you as my followers to interact with people in this world. With wisdom. You only have so many opportunities, so you better do it the right way each time you have an opportunity. And How, how, how does that look? Your speech with what? What's the word, church? What? How would you define grace? Would you, would you ever say grace is equal to anger? Would you ever say grace is equal to meanness and unkindness? Grace is what? It's loving, kind. You know what grace is. Jesus says that's how I want your speech to be. As, as though it's what? Seasoned with Salt, because salt makes things taste good. Your words need to taste good. And that includes your words on social media. I've said it, you know, there's certain generations this means more to than others, but I'm just going to say it anyway because everybody needs to hear it. Some of you need to stop watching the news all the time and start reading God's Word so you got more grace than anger in you. So you can actually be lambs out there. Because sometimes too many of us who go to church act more like wolves than we do lambs. 
And I know this isn't popular in every sphere of influence. That's okay because everything I've just said is what Jesus wants us to do. All right, Luke chapter 6, verses 32 and 33. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners, they do that. And in verse 33, if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Others do that. He says you, you are to do, you're, you're to be different because what you do and how you treat people isn't shaped by what they do and how they treat you. See, so when Jesus said, be like a lamb going out there to the, to the wolves, do you remember what that great prophet said in the Old Testament that Jesus was led like a lamb to the do you know your Bible? The lamb to the slaughter because Jesus came from heaven to this messed up world to engage it because he loved it and had compassion on the people in it and he was willing to be a lamb that was nailed to the cross by the wolves. And the result of that is salvation. Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12, I'm about done. I love this passage. We, we, we discussed this in my, in my discipleship groups, my D groups this week. I'd never noticed something before until this week when I was reading it. But in chapter 12, verse 1, it says there's many thousands of people gathering around Jesus and, and there were so many of them they were stepping on each other. You ever been to a concert or a, or a, you know, a football game or a basketball game where there's just thousands of people, and when it's all over and you're trying to get out of the stadium or the coliseum, whatever, you you have to go with the crowd. You can't walk faster. You can't walk slower. You just got to stay in step with the crowd because it's like sardines. You ever been in that situation? That's this situation. So there's thousands and thousands of people, and they're so tight trying to get to Jesus and see him and hear him uh, that, that they're stepping on each other. I mean, they're just packed in there. And it's in the midst of that, at the end of verse 1, that Jesus started saying something to his 12 disciples. Now get this picture in your mind. Here are these thousands of people, very public setting, and Jesus is talking to the 12 in front of all those people. And uh, after talking about the Pharisees, he says whatever is hidden is going to be known. So guys, you can't hide anything from God. Don't try. It's interesting that in front of all these thousands of people, he's saying to them, guys, don't, don't, don't try to be a phony. Don't try to fake it. Don't try to hide because you can't. It's all going to come out. like some of the stuff in the news with people who sexually abused some people years ago coming out. It's good it's coming out. It's good it's coming out. And then he says to them, now here, here he's talking to the 12 in front of all these thousands of people, and in, in verse 4 he, he says, don't, don't be afraid of people who can kill the body because once they kill the body, they can't do anything else to you. And the next verse he says, instead you need to fear God because once you're dead, God can still do stuff to you. So here he is in front of all these thousands and thousands of people 
Jesus says to these 12, hey, guys, don't try to hide who you are because the real thing's going to come out. And guys, you need to keep your perspective right and fear the Lord a whole lot more than you do the crowd, whether it's the nice people or the wolves out there in the crowd. How does Jesus want us to interact? We love him so much that we're in the midst of this crowd, whatever the condition of the crowd, it's to be so intimate with Jesus, it's just like it's him and me. And I, I'm okay with it just being Jesus and me and loving Jesus in that moment, even if there are thousands upon thousands surrounding me who don't understand it. I'm okay with that because I got him and he's got me and that's a safe place to be. And so while we're there, just be his lamb. Do good, pray, bless. Don't hide. See, Jesus, don't hide. Jesus said, don't hide, don't retreat. Don't compromise. You know who you are. You're my lamb. Don't act like a wolf. Don't, don't be mad because that's not what my people do. And so on the screen, Matthew 5 from the Sermon on the Mount at the end of the Beatitudes, Jesus reminds us that we're the light of the world, a city on a hill. So you don't, you don't light a, loud, a, a light and then put something over so it doesn't shine. You, you let it shine. So, so let your light, who you are, you have the light of God in you. Let it, let it shine and people see it. And, and, and you do that by doing good things. Do you see a theme here? One, um, one last passage, Luke 14, just one verse. Jesus tells a parable about a, a, a man, a master, who was throwing a big party and he sent out the invitations and they didn't respond. He sent somebody to talk to them and they made all these excuses and finally he said in verse 23, go out to the highways and hedges, you know, the highways and along the hedges and, and compel them to come in so that my house may be filled. What Jesus is saying when he says go, like in chapter 10, go, 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 don't retreat. Go, don't hide, go, and be my lamb and be gentle and be kind and do good and, and all of that and pray and bless people. He said, he said, just keep going. And don't let the fact that some people make excuses, that some people say no, some people don't show up, some people don't respond positive. Don't let that stop you. Just keep going, just keep going. Go ahead, just keep going, just keep going, keep compelling people because you're going to find those men of peace. You're going to find those women of peace and sooner or later you're going to have a full house. Just keep going and just keep going and inviting. Just keep going and inviting. Don't ever quit. Don't ever give up. Just keep going and being my lambs. That's what Jesus wants us to do. That's... Um, reason on the, on, on the insert in your bulletin on the back, I've got that circle from our Oikos evangelism strategy, be, do, and tell, things to be so that you can be the right kind of lamb, things to do so you can, you, you, you can do it the right way, and things to tell so that you're, you're sharing the message you're supposed to share. There's a, there's a card in your seat that looks like this, a basketball court with and one Sunday on it, uh, because we're just encouraging you to go and engage and uh, bring someone with you, invite someone to come with you. Should do that every week, but especially we're talking about in two weeks. Bring someone with you to Sunday school and to, to, to worship. And, and on the back I put some, because I want you to think about the one. You see, listen to me. 
Jesus sent those 70 to very specific villages and cities to talk about him. And uh, there's people in your life that Jesus is sending you to. Who are they? Who's one of them? Who's just one? Because I want you to put their name on, on the card there on the back side where there's a place, a line for their name. Put their name. And here's the thing. See, because of this, let me just be honest. Every one of us, each of us right now is going to have to decide. Are, are we going to go and engage and be a lamb and pray and bless and love and serve and invite and share? Are we going to go and be Jesus' lamb? Or are we going to retreat and hide and be silent? Or have we been such a compromiser, nobody would listen to us if we talked to them anyway? Or do they think, well, you, you don't even like me because I'm not saved? Who do you need to start loving? Doesn't mean we agree. We, we're lambs, we're followers of Jesus. But you know, you don't have to be mad to follow Jesus. You don't have to treat people mean because you're following Jesus, even, even if they don't agree with you. Because you're not the one they're going to answer to. God is. You're his lamb. Do you get what I'm saying, church? You, do you get this? All right. So some suggestions on the back of that card to do the next two weeks leading up to March 17th. And then... Then for your one or your two or five or whatever God puts on your heart throughout 2019. So I want us to, want us to stand. Go ahead and stand up right now. And, and I want you to hold your card in your hand. You got your card? Go ahead and get your card. And just hold it. And I don't want you to put this card down until you leave here. don't want you to put it in your Bible until you're walking out. I want you to hold the card in your hand. And in just a minute, the team's going to lead us in singing a song. And I want you to hold this card. And as we sing and as you hold this card, I want you to think about what you're going to do with the one that Jesus is trying to send you to. quiet and hide or are you going to go are you going to pray for them are you going to ask God to show you a way to bless them to serve them to do something good to them how can you be a lamb of Jesus to your one these next two weeks we sing the altar is a place where you can kneel and pray and ask God to just give you that wisdom you can pray for your and one if you're not certain who your one is then ask God to give you the eyes to see 
pastors are here, you can come and join our church, give your life to Jesus Christ, and become one of his lambs. Now, after listening to this sermon, you might think, I don't know if I want to be. That doesn't sound really exciting. But I'm going to tell you something. Lambs go to heaven. Wolves don't. Lambs know God. Wolves don't. Lambs have peace. Wolves just like to growl. Lambs are better. It's a good thing to be a lamb of Jesus. Anybody who really is one doesn't regret it, do you? So let's sing. You come, pray, come to one of these pastors and tell them what your decision is. Let's sing. Let's 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 come right now.